Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I am your host, Maria Retan, and it's so great to be here today. I am glad you could join me as well. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern, and each and every week, I promise you're going to learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman, of course. Well, first up, we're talking online and social media. eMarketer is estimating that about 35.3 million U.S. moms will be online in 2008, equivalent to a little over 18% of the total U.S. Internet population. So it's a sizable number of moms out there who are online. Now, that's expected to even go up even more, about 4 more million by 2012. Now, what they're doing out there, well, of course, they're shopping every day for products. I know I do the same thing. I'm online. I'd rather go online than in store. And they also shop for their children slightly more than they do for themselves. But the really big topic today, and this is going to be the theme of our show, is social media. Now, Rapleaf just came out with a survey showing that women are dominating the social networks, not specifically moms, but women in general. Now, among 20-somethings, Rapleaf says that women and men are just about as likely to be members of social networks, equally, equally, you know, likely to be part of, say, Facebook or MySpace or, or Flix or something like that. But um, young women are maybe a little bit more active on the sites than young men. Now, once men get above age 30, especially if they're married, they aren't even joining social networks. I don't know what happens if, the, if they just say, ah, maybe I'm joining to meet babes. <laughs> I don't really know why, but apparently over 30, they're not joining. But married women are. In fact, Rapleaf says that they're joining them in droves, um, especially on MySpace. Now, I was kind of arm-wrestled into joining Facebook because a friend of mine wanted me to join her her group, uh, so I did, and I'm so lame. I don't even have, you know, a picture on my site. If you go on, you can check it out. But, um, yeah, and, and MySpace, well, I'm, I'm not on MySpace, but Facebook I did join, but I'm certainly not a huge participant unlike a lot of you out there. I know you are. Well, Blogher says that more than 36 million women participate in the blogosphere every week. Now, more than half consider blogs reliable and actually influence what they end up buying. Now, I love these stats. Once getting involved in blogs, 55% of women would rather give up alcohol and 42% would rather give up their MP3 player than give up blogging. Now, I don't know where sex falls in that or maybe potentially chocolate. That's what I really want to know. Would they be more willing to give up chocolate? And I can see giving up sex. But what about chocolate over blogging? That's the study I want done. Well, companies are apparently kind of hip to this. Kimberly Clark, you know, the the diapers, huggies, pull-ups people, 
they sponsor meetup.com, which is a social networking site, and they want to get in front of new moms. They feel like that that's a way to get in front of them. Nordstrom's adding widgets into their banner ads and Wet Seal. Now, Wet Seal is not a shop that I go into very often, but apparently the younger set does. They're relaunching a new fashion community which is actually a social networking section that allows visitors to chat with friends, create their own outfit, outfits, and rate others' outfits. Kind of sounds fun, especially if you're 20-something. Well, speaking of the 20-somethings, our purse profile today is the Dooney and Burke Bays. Now, these are single women in their late 20s late teens or early 20s. They're trendsetters, very fashion-aware. There's about 1.5 million of them out there. They're attending college or maybe just graduated. They're working part-time. They don't have kids. They either own a condo or rent an apartment. Now, as I said, they want to keep up with fashion. Fashion magazines really help determine the clothes that they buy. They Every season, they buy the latest fashion although I don't know about this year with the economy being as bad as it has been. But they are influential trendsetters. They they feel that people come to them for advice before buying, and they like to make a statement. Although they do impulse spend every once in a while, um, they are kind of ambitious, money-driven. They want to get to the top of their career. It's important that their family thinks that they're doing well. Uh, And they do prefer brands, by the way. Um, But when it comes to the environment, you know, they won't buy cosmetics tested on animals. Uh, They'll pay more, they say, in purchasing environmentally friendly products. They'll ban products that pollute, and they buy recycled paper products. I thought that was pretty cool. Now, when it comes to their brands at retail, they're at Wet Seal. There you go. That's That's who's shopping at Wet Seal. Express, Banana Republic, Victoria's Secret, American Eagle, um, cosmetics, Dove, Wet n' Wild, um, Almay, Clinique, Designers, Abercrombie & Fitch, Calvin Klein, Guess, and Gucci. Now, how can you get in front of these young women? Well, they are reading a lot of magazines, US, Us Weekly, Vogue, InStyle, Elle, Glamour, Cosmo, Cable. They're watching a lot of entertainment programming like E, VH1, MTV, Comedy Central, um, Showtime, TV shows, regular TV, they tune in to America's Next Top Model, um, One Tree Hill, Scrubs, Family Guy. And as I said, they're online and online a lot. Facebook, MySpace, Blockbuster, Ticketmaster, Barnes & Noble, Sprint, T-Mobile, and Movie Phone are all very, very hot networks or websites. Well, my guest for this program certainly knows all about social networking. Aliza Freud is founder and CEO of She Speaks, which is a woman's insight and word-of-mouth marketing network. Now, Aliza's been on the program before, but this time she's coming back to talk about an exclusive survey of women and their social networking habits. She's going to share the results right here on Purse Strings when we return in just a minute. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah. GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. We got it. Put it up there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. 
free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic with over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield. Their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search, abcsearch.com. SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. Business is changing, and new marketing avenues are opening up every day. WebmasterRadio.fm wants to give you the market edge. Join host Larry Weber as he speaks to the innovators and trendsetters who are taking us to a new age of social media, e-communities, and the blogosphere. Market Edge with Larry Weber, Tuesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and on demand after the show inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. SEO 101 is now in session. Every Wednesday and Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today is Aliza Freud, founder and CEO of She Speaks, a woman's insights and word-of-mouth marketing network. Aliza, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me again. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you back. We had such a good conversation before. You were on talking about She Speaks and how you really help companies get consumer buy-in on their products. And we, we talked about some great examples that you've had with success of first-hand sampling and feedback projects. And when we were talking offline, you really piqued my interest. Um, we're going to talk about your next project in just a minute. But for anyone who missed the previous program, can you just tell everybody a little bit about She Speaks? Sure. Um, she Speaks is, a, as you said, an insight and word-of-mouth network for women. Um, we are effectively a community of women who uh, want to sign up and receive um, relevant products and services to test, um, to uh, tell your friends about, and have a chance to feel like you're getting that insider scoop and, the cha- and, uh, and really that behind-the-curtains look. So these are women uh, in our network. We have over 100,000 women who actually reach more, those 100,000 actually reach more than 12 million women in their direct circles. So these are connected women. And really the reason they want to be a part of, uh, of our community is because they are looking to um, have an influence, whether it's with their personal circle of friends um, or colleagues or um, with the brands that they get the chance to engage with as part of our program. Well, and you do such a good job of tapping them on behalf of your clients. But this time, it's my understanding you've tapped them uh, to get some results around what you're calling the Women's Social Media Study that you recently conducted and just got the results back on. 
Yes, um, we conducted this study. It's something, it, I'll tell you, it stemmed from something really interesting for us. We were at a conference uh, earlier this year, and the CEO of a large um, company um, and media company got up and said that nobody over the age of 40 is on Facebook. And that is just not what we had seen in, with our network of women. So we said, you know what, we really need to better understand this. We know that women over the age of 40 are on Facebook, um, but really what, what are they doing there? What are women? of all ages um, doing online? What are they doing on these communities and what's driving um, them to sign up in, in, the, in the great numbers that they are and what's, what's keeping them there? So the social media study was really developed to better understand what women are doing online in these uh, in online socially and um, to, to figure out if there were some, some trends that we could see and insights that we would then be able to generate for um, the kinds of companies that are under, uh, that are really interested in in understanding what women are doing and how to how to tap into that as um, as a form of communication. Well, and you found out some really great insight into women's habits online and in the, and in these social networks. You talked about Facebook. I said a little bit earlier in the program that I was on Facebook. I have a very very lame page, by the way, but <laughs> I joined because another friend of mine over forty was on and trying to galvanize um, people around a social community project. So I mm-hmm. think we use it for different reasons. Why do? What did you find were the reasons why women are joining social networks? Well, in terms of why they're joining, they're joining for a variety of reasons. And across age groups, one of the things we found is that uh, it really doesn't matter whether you're under the age of 30 or you're over the age of 30, 40, whatever it is, the number one reason really that people are joining these um, these social uh, networks is to connect or, you know, reconnect with friends, um, former friends or colleagues. That is absolutely the number one reason, not surprisingly, that people are on these social networks. And then, you know, the next thing, of course, is to stay close to current friends. Um, but once you get down the list a little bit, it becomes a slightly different, depending on age and geographic region, why people are um, really on these uh, online, on these social networks. And one of the things we found, for example, is that you are much more likely to be um, be online on a social network to uh, reconnect and, and sort of meet up, uh, make plans to meet up with friends if you're under the age of 30. If you're over the age of four, of, of 40, you're really looking to um, be online and connect for um, other other purposes like um, like finding out what your kids are doing online. A lot of our women who had children over the age of 13 who themselves have profiles on these social networking sites are joining because not not just that a friend invited them, their children invited them to be a part of it, or their children didn't invite them, and they're really interested in learning what their children are doing online. So... There are a number of things that we've seen, but at the high, at the very highest level, what we found is that women over the age of 40 are absolutely online on these, on these social networks. Over 50% of them said that they had profiles, um, if they're over the age of 40, on these social networks. Um, and then 40% of those said that they actually log on every day. So they're, they're pretty active users, but what they're doing once they get there seems to be a little bit more purposeful in terms of why they're, they're joining these networks. So, um, those are some of the very, um, very interesting things that we saw um, in different age groups online. Well, and what's interesting is the number of friends. I mean, I, 
I mean, I, for one, don't have a ton of time to go on and update my profile and connect with everyone and anyone and look up people. But I know people who do. And the number of friends that any number one of us could have imagined, I mean, it just seems that that there's just this pretty prolific. Can you talk a little bit about the um, the regional differences and what you may have found with the number of friends, or is it really more connected with age and the number of friends people might have? We did see we did see some differences in terms of the just getting to your question about the number of contacts. So on average, we found that um, that women had over 101 contacts on the sites. However, that on the on the social networking sites, but that really does depend on your um, your age. The highest proportion of people really had probably about 50 contacts, but some of um, but some of them had hundreds of contacts, which actually is what brought the average up to over 101. It tends to be that the younger women have more contacts than some of the, the middle-aged women. About 25% of those that were under the age of 30 had 200-plus contacts versus 4% of those who were 40-somethings that had over 200-plus contacts. Then additionally, you asked about regional. What we found was that Northeasterners actually have more contacts than Northwesterners. About 15% of the Northeasterners have 200-plus or more contacts versus that same number at 9% for Westerners. So it's really, um, we are seeing some differences in terms of geographic um, location, but also, um, of course, age is driving the number, the difference, some of the differences in the number of contacts. However, one thing that we did also see is that the number of contacts and the number of profiles is increasing at a more rapid rate with the women who are over the age of 40. So they're, they're later adapters, but they are definitely catching up with some of their earlier sisters, their younger sisters, I should say. And, it, and do you think that's because they are moms and maybe they are really seeking out those connections versus maybe single women who, as you said, they're, they're trying to set times to get together later in person, but these moms, this is kind of a quick and easy way for them to connect. Yes, absolutely. It is. It is definitely one of the things that they're doing. It's a way for them to connect in a in a in a time starved world that a lot of these women are living in. It is a very easy way for them to connect with their friends. But interestingly, one of the things we found is that the forty plus year old, the forty somethings, are actually more likely to connect with people that they met on social networking sites um, than the overall. So about twenty percent of them are actually more likely to connect up in person with somebody who they met on a social networking site. Than um, than the other um, than the other uh, groups of of of, of uh, women, so, which was more at um, about fifteen percent. So we're definitely seeing some interesting differences, but a real blending of the online and the offline. And maybe what's what one of the things that we're seeing as a trend here is that the people, the women who are over the age of forty, because there is such a huge comfort with um, with and, and familiarity with offline communications and offline in person meetings. Um, these women seem to be taking the lead on taking those online connections and bringing them into their offline personal world, in-person world. Yeah, that's really, really fascinating. I, you know, I, I think most of us who are over 40, I'm one of them, you know, it was beaten into our heads about stranger danger. <laughs> and, and you do get very intimate very quickly with people that you meet online. I'm just kind of surprised that they would meet up with these people if they really didn't know them. I mean, I don't know if you did open-ended questions, but did you get a sense as to why they were perhaps more open in doing this than the younger women? 
I, you know what? I think a lot of it is because the re, the what they're connecting around are things that are um, are common passions and interests. So to to a greater degree, so they're really finding people who share very similar um, interests. And you know, you could be, I don't know if you've heard of a this a online community for knitters called Ravelry. A lot of women actually in their open in the open end started talking about some of these types of communities where they're finding people who actually live near. Nearby, who are also knitting enthusiasts, let's say, in that example, that they are very excited to actually meet in person. So um, perhaps some of this is because a lot of it is based, uh, for the older women, the 40-plus, is, is based on interest that's actually connecting them in an online um, shared interest or passions in the online world. So fascinating. Well, we're going to take a really quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how companies might consider being among these women on the social networkings when it comes to advertising sales, promotions, and other tactics, and whether or not that's really accepted or not. So more on that when Aliza joins me when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles. At hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With, with Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Can you believe how long it takes to order food here? Uh, here we go. Excuse me. She's not even looking over here. Great service is hard to come by. Whether you're sitting at a bar, restaurant, or creating effective search advertising campaigns. Um, excuse me. I think we need to go somewhere else. It's easy to feel forgotten, especially when your advertising budget is on the line. LookSmart serves up to 400 million queries a day with a side of the best customer service in the online advertising industry. Hi, how are y'all doing today? What can I get you folks to eat? You were right. This place is so much better. LookSmart, premium and performance advertising solutions. Susan, you're still responsible for digital marketing programs, right? Right. So your team is responsible for email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign optimization, and scheduling? Your point? Why are you so relaxed? My team deals with five different solutions, tech support teams, and just as many invoices, and it's making us mental. What is it? Aromatherapy? Acupuncture? Why are you so relaxed? You just have to simplify your tool set and unify your team. Lyris provides totally integrated email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign management, and calendaring functionality. It's all in one spot that provides a holistic view of all your team's efforts. And you get all of this functionality for $299 a month. So with Lyris, one company can do it all. Huh. I feel like I can cancel that acupuncture appointment already. To see how Lyris can simplify your life, visit Lyris.com. 
or call 1-888-GO-LIRIS. Simplify, unify, and increase ROI with Lyris today. SEO 101 is now in session. Every Wednesday and Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, I am so happy to be joined today by Aliza Freud, founder and CEO of She Speaks. And uh, we've been talking about the results of She Speaks Women's Social Media Study. And uh, one question I wanted to ask you before the break, but we didn't have quite enough time to kind of slip it in, Aliza. Does the amount of income a woman makes really make a difference on her participation on social networking sites? Yeah, and, and what, one of the things that we're seeing is that the higher income women, and we're defining that by women who are making over $120,000 a year, they're more likely to actually connect with organization contacts and current and former colleagues. And not surprisingly, this is linked to the fact that they are probably more professional women and using online networks to um, actually connect with colleagues. So maybe they're not just on Facebook, uh, but they're also on on on. on sites called like LinkedIn and other um, sites where they're actually connecting with colleagues. So what they might be doing online and the contacts that they have um, are a little bit more related to their professional life in addition to their personal life. Yeah, I, I can completely understand that. I feel like that that's kind of my perspective. I feel like I'm I'm on there because I need to be on there, and it's kind of like if I'm not participating, I'm missing out. So I feel a little bit of pressure there. But I know a lot of my clients are talking about how do they connect with their target consumer on sites like this, if, mm-hmm. if advertising or promotions or any type of communications at all is appropriate. What's your perspective on that based on the study? They need to be careful about how they go about reaching uh, their their target within these social networks because the the women and we asked our women about the impact of different types of advertising on their social networks and 26 percent of the women told us that they actively ignore ads on their pages. Um, additionally, another 20 percent of us told 20 percent said that they were annoyed with them, but they notice them, but they're annoyed. Um, and you know there there's there are very few who said that they actually look at the ads on their page and click through. That's, that was only 2% of them that said that they looked at the ads and often would click through. So, but, but, but by the same token, they are definitely influenced by things that they're seeing um, on social networks. So one of the things that we also ask the women about is whether they've reviewed products or talked about products um, on their social network profile pages. And about 62% of them said that they had, that they had talked about products, um, uh, and, and in particular, this is actually one of the geographic skews that we saw women in the West. Um, and women who also had teenagers were more likely to be talking about products on their social networking pages. So, you know, the, there's definitely an opportunity. The, the real, um, I think the real uh, trick is figuring out how do you integrate well into the conversation. So one of the other things we asked them about was um, whether they had ever bought products 
um, because of, of things that they'd seen online. And interestingly, and I know you mentioned earlier that, um, that there was another study that showed about 50% of people said that they bought a product because of a blog post that they read. We actually saw that number to be considerably less than that. About 27% said that they had bought a product because of a um, blog posting that they read. And in fact, that one in particular had a higher skewing with women under the age of 30, but in particular, women over the age of 40 um, were statistically significantly less likely. About 22% of them had said that they bought a product because of a blog post that they read online. However, they are much more likely to buy something because of an email that they received from a friend or family or even a post on a shopping website. Um, so there are definitely ways to integrate your message into what um, – these women um, are, are doing as part of their online activities, but you re- t- need to be careful that you're not annoying them by showing ads blinking in their face as they are looking um, on online, and really that you're integrating it into, uh, as part of the conversation because right. they are it's likely. It's subtle, really, is mm-hmm. what, what they're saying. Absolutely. They don't want it in your face. They want it to actually be introduced by a trusted friend or family member or a site that they've gone to before, but they also, it sounds like they also want more control over that. Absolutely. They do want control over it, and they also want to feel like they are, these are, these women understand that they have a lot of spending power and they have a lot of control, and they want to be, they want to seat at the table. They want to be a part of the conversation, and they have said that, um, that, you know, in terms of how they want to be reached, they're happy for a company to reach out to them to, to, to talk with them, but they want that to be a dialogue, and they want to feel like if a company is going to, engage with them and advertise to them that they, it's a two-way street, that they can also have a chance to dialogue back. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And when we talk about dialogues, too, I know I'm a big fan of reviews. I always like to go on and see what people are saying. And as you said, a lot of these women are, you know, posting their opinions about products on their actual profile pages. Do you feel that those reviews, those those uh, opinions are important and and well received. I think that absolutely the these um, women are feeling feel very strongly about being able to put their own stamp on whatever is showing up on their social networking pages. So, for example, they might be willing to add a widget for a product that they just bought on Zappos.com. Um, to their home, uh, to their to their homepage on their social networking site, but they better be able to get get the chance to say this is how I rate it, so that the rating goes right along with it. They are happy to have people see what it is that they're buying and what they're doing, as long as it's on their terms, and they can and there's their personalization that goes along with that. Makes perfect sense. Well, thank you so much for coming on today to talk about the study. I find this to be just a kind of an evolving conversation as the technology evolves, as new sites come up, as women become, I think, a little bit more involved in the process. I feel like we're finding something out new every single day. Absolutely. It's an ever-changing world. Yeah, it is. A little scary, too. So thank you for coming on to to try to explain a little bit of this and give us some insight. And for those people out there 
who would like to connect with Aliza and learn more about her company and what She Speaks can offer, I invite you to go on to SheSpeaks.com. And uh, Aliza, next time you have a great project, please come back on. Let me know about it. I know our listeners would love to hear from you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me again. You bet. And join me next Tuesday. I'm going to be joined by Mary Wilson, president of the League of Women Voters. We all know what next Tuesday is. We've been waiting for two years for this day. It's Election Day. And Mary's going to come on and talk a little bit about the process and how women may or may not be represented once Tuesday ends. So join me next Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern. Until then, thanks so much for making time for me today. Make it a great day.